Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. You've got questions, we've got answers. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, we're bringing real answers to help you live and love your grit and grace life. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. Hey girl, hey, I'm Julie Bender. Julie, I know you, when did you and Donnie get married? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, we're past remembering that already. I think that's the baby's fault. Uh, let's see. September of 2020. September of 2020. So I don't know when this episode comes out. So however many months, years since then. So yeah. two-ish. Yeah. Two and a half-ish years. Well, you got yourself a keeper. I you did. got yourself a good man. You know, speaking of keeper, there's some of them that aren't. Some mm -hmm. men that are not, they should be just pitched out the back door. <laughs> As violently as you want to. Okay, wow. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> wow, this is going to be that kind of episode. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny what people say about men, especially when you go to the internet to check it out. Especially, depending on what you searched, but we don't have that information <laughs> here. Well, Laura Swenson said, men are like a deck of cards. You'll find the occasional king, but most are jacks. Uh, I, I would kind of agree with that. <laughs> This one, Julie, I know you said you didn't quite know what to do with, so I'm taking it. <laughs> when a man gets close to a woman wearing a leather miniskirt, his heart starts to beat faster, his throat goes dry, his knees get weak, and he becomes irrational. Why? Because leather smells like a new car. <laughs> She's like, Julie's like, what? If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, men do like new cars. They like good-looking women, and they like sports teams. Is that simplistic? Sports teams? Where uh, do we bring sports teams in? I don't know. I just oh, added it. We're going to add that later. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just surprised at all the marriage quotes from Albert Einstein. So here's another love quote from old Albie. Any man who can drive safely while kissing a pretty girl is simply not giving the kiss the attention it deserves. I think most girls would agree with that. I mean, yes. Yeah. While creating men, God promised women a good and ideal man would be found in all corners of the world. Then he made the earth round. There are no quarters with good men, apparently, according to whoever said this on the internet. I mean, there are just so many things wrong with that quote. <laughs> We're just going to move on to one about cats, my favorite. <laughs> Helen Rowland said, a man is like a cat. Chase him and he will run. Sit still and ignore him and he will come purring at your feet. Oh, I, you know what, Julie? There's kind of truth in that one. There is. Finally, Rita Rudner. A good place to meet a man is the dry cleaner. <laughs> These men usually have jobs and bathe. <laughs> uh, I mean, somebody's like, you know what? At this point, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, well, you might be listening today in a relationship, looking for a relationship, or leaving a relationship, but regardless of where you are, there are some things in a man that you want and others that really should be left behind. After our last episode with Rachel Hagstrom, we thought we would explore the kind of man worth your time and commitment. So we're bringing you a few must-haves, must-run-away from, and some that don't actually matter traits found in the opposite sex. I feel like in 2023, we have to first acknowledge a truth that we have been saying since the beginning of this podcast, and that we think it is okay to want to be married. 
I mean, culture has started to really kind of turn away from the institution of marriage at all or to want to make women feel less than if they desire marriage. And we just want to say, we don't get down with that here. No, we don't, because marriage is an important commitment. You know, you hear it's only a piece of paper. Well, it's a piece of paper that is a binding contract. Mm -hmm. Now, you can borrow money from somebody and say, sure, buddy, I'll pay you back. That's not a big commitment. If you borrow money from somebody and you sign a contract saying, I will pay you back, this is how I'm going to pay you back, there's a responsibility behind that. And that's true with marriage, too. You can have a man who says, I love you, I'm committed to you. Mm. Or you can have a man who says, I love you, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, I want to sign that paper and stand before those people and tell them the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so we say that's a good thing. And don't feel bad that you want it. Yeah. Yeah. And we've certainly had past episodes where we talked to maybe the woman who's been in a long-term relationship and you're just not getting to that next step. I mean, we'll link to those in the show notes so that if that's the specific place you find yourself, we know that's kind of a different and, um, you know, more pointed conversation. We really do think that it's, it's okay to desire marriage And it's important to look for the right kind of guy to be married to. And it's important to be the right kind of woman to be worthy of being married to. So we'll kind of touch on those things throughout this conversation. Remember back on our Smart Living episode, we referenced that Caroline Beidler had written about having a broken picker. And I do think that some of us have struggled with having a healthy picker. And that's okay. But we Uh got to get that right. Like we got to be able to figure out what's worthy and what is not. And we need to move on from. It's true. And I think we think we could fix it, whatever the it is. We can make him better, make him want things different, fix him. And ladies, we can't fix him any more than he can fix us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we start with you got to fix your picker. And then say you do go on and you get married or you really are looking for the kind of relationship that you want to lead to marriage. You have to get to a place where you recognize that it's what he does and not just what he says that ultimately matters. I mean, anyone can say anything, but you have to watch for consistent behavior following through on what he says he's going to do. So true, Julie. And I think we want to believe what we're told. Why not? I mean, everybody wants Mm -hmm. to believe what they're told. And, you know, there are some men, not all, but there are some men who are really good at saying the right words. Mm -hmm. They're good at telling you they love you, that they want to be committed to you, that they have all of these plans and things in life they're going for, and let's do it together. And they paint such a wonderful picture but their actions don't follow their words. Mm -hmm. What they actually do in life, the choices they made, the willingness to actually follow through on that commitment, they aren't there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you kind of have to go, I'm gonna believe you, but you gotta show me. Yeah, and I think this would be one where, in most cases, we would say, you want to spend a considerable amount of time. I mean, we can get into maybe, you know, multiple years is not necessary, but there does need to be some time in most relationships and most scenarios where you have the opportunity to see if he has time to follow through on the beautiful words he is promising you today. You know, we all know somebody who met and married their person within a couple of weeks and they did live happily ever after, but we probably all know 
more people who met and married quickly expecting all of those dreams to come true only to find out that they did pick somebody who didn't follow through on those words that were supposed to be a commitment. As much as you want to make sure he's doing what he says, you also want him to be free to be him. Men come as men. They do things pretty simplistic. I mean, if he leaves the toilet seat up, that probably does not matter. If he tells dumb jokes that he wants you to laugh at, you know, Julie, we laugh. We laugh because we like him. They may be really dumb, but we laugh. Mm. And I think embracing the differences that we have and letting him be fully male, whatever that means, is actually a good thing, as well as him letting us be completely female, whatever we are. Yeah. I mean, the truth is, is you don't want to have to completely change yourself, lose all your femininity, lose all of your, you know, uniqueness or your quirkiness in order to meet his desires in the same way. You don't want a man who's willing to completely change himself, give up his masculinity, give up his, you know, things that he loves or the things that he's just always done or said or acted in order to please you. It doesn't last. It doesn't last. (laughs) And it's going to create bitterness. There's so many issues when we don't just embrace our spouse for who he actually is and appreciate those things about him. Well, and I know I always say, there's a Bible verse that says, better to live on the rooftop than live in a house with a challenging woman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know if you know men who actually have put a lazy boy in the garage. There are many. Uh, And I think it's the same thing. It's like he has surrendered all of his desires and wants within the house. So his place in life is in the garage. And we don't want to create that marriage anymore, as you said, Julie, than we want him to create that kind of relationship for us. For sure. Emotional availability. A man needs to be emotionally available. He needs to not be hot or cold like extreme in I am going to be close and tell you everything and then I'm going to turn my back on you and not pay attention right now. Mm-hmm. This means he will talk about his personal life, oh, his family, his job, his friends. You need to build this relationship where he is willing to tell you not only the facts of his life, mm-hmm but the feelings behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some people want to quickly dismiss that. Well, men don't do that. Well, well, healthy men do. And, and the truth is, is it might take a little bit of getting over that, you know, getting to know you and getting past that beginning phase, but in a relationship that will be healthy and thriving for the long haul, you do have to be able to both bear your soul in that kind of way. It can't just be you're the one always doing it because that will be emotionally exhausting for both of you. And there really has to be that give and take. And that's where the beautiful intimacy of marriage comes from. That emotional intimacy is what fuels the other type of intimacy. It's true. And don't expect the volume from him that you're capable of (laughs) because men will not talk forever about Mm -hmm. the same need or want, Mm -hmm. but they will tell you if you give him the opportunity to. Mm -hmm. The thing we talked about at the very beginning, being commitment-minded, being loyal. You know, I think sometimes you need to check their track record. Who have they dated before? How long did it last? Mm -hmm. Uh, Who exited the scenario? I mean, you need to do a little bit of investigation because you want to know 
what his past looks like. Now, yours may be a little sketchy, too. You may have, <laughs> you know, dated a whole lot of people and thrown them away like Kleenex. I don't know. But there is something about, are, are both of us commitment-minded? Are we loyal? I like that, you know, you mentioned something about sports teams earlier, and I like that you put on our notes here, has he remained loyal to his sports team even when they continue to lose? I mean, that is a picture of loyalty. Like, is he a Fairweather fan? He may be a Fairweather husband as well. It's so true. I have a son-in-law who, win or lose, he has a team in baseball, a team in football, and a team in basketball. And he has the entire family wear the shirts as they pitifully lose sometimes. But, you know, I respect that enormously in him. Well, speaking of respect, you need to choose a man who knows how to show respect for you, for others, for your boundaries. Um, and, and again, in every type of relationship and firstly with you, but if he's only able to be respectful around you, then it might just be a show. You want to watch how he engages with other people and how he, you know, speaks about you and to you and around you. All of those things matter. Well, and I like that you said other people as well, because you want a man who treats, it, let's say he has a job and he has a boss and then he meets, then the janitor comes in at the end of the day. Does he treat one differently than the other? Does he treat the cashier differently than the store manager? You want a man who will respect everyone because you know that means he will respect you as well. Something I noticed early about Donnie. Why are we not talking about our husbands here? This is a marriage episode. Um, <laughs> okay, we will. We, we go to Disney, you know, every once in a while. This morning I found myself being like, but when are we going back? I don't, I don't feel happy unless I at least have a trip planned to Disney World. Anyway, something I've noticed about him is he will stop every person he notices changing the trash at Disney World. And he'll stop them and say, thank you so much for what you do. And the first time I saw him do that, I'm like, well, that was sweet. And then I noticed that it is an intentional thing that he does often. And I'm like, that is such a respectful, kind, you know, something I want my son to grow up seeing and then doing. So I, I feel like that's that. an example of showing respect to all people and in all levels. Well, and I think that that's some, those are the kind of things you look for. You look for their actions. You look for the guy who takes the shopping cart in target after he's emptied it and he doesn't leave it where it's going to hit another car. Yeah. He actually puts it in the car all rack. the way back, all the even way if back you have to go all the way back. Yeah. Even that, because then you go, all right, this is a good man. He actually pays attention to the needs of other people. Mm -hmm. And conversely, when you find that you're being disrespected, that's a deal breaker. Am I allowed to say that we all disrespect one another once in a while. Oh, sure. And so, yes, we're not saying, you know, he, he speaks to you harshly one time and it's over. But you do have to be aware and cognizant of when is that internal alarm bell going off because the disrespect is blatant and repetitive. Maybe even you're being, you know, it's being brought to your attention to other people, but you're making excuses for it. I mean, I know for a fact that I disrespect Donnie on a regular basis, but he would say, I respect him. So I think there's that line there. And, and I think we know in our gut when we're being disrespected and when it's just a moment. Oh, I think, and you're absolutely right, Julie. And it is in our gut because if you start realizing you feel less about yourself mm -hmm. and less about yourself by being in a relationship with this man, mm -hmm. that's a warning sign. Mm -hmm. If you're doubting yourself, if you're constantly taking the blame for everything, 
then he's not respecting you. Mm -hmm. If occasionally you go, yeah, I was a real idiot, and you're right, okay, mm -hmm. I'll take it, but you find that the in the whole, in the entirety, you feel better about you because he's in your life, mm -hmm. then he's showing you respect. Mm -hmm. All right, trust. Being trustworthy, you can trust them. I have a husband who... I absolutely, positively have always been able to trust what he says because if he doesn't mean it, he's not going to say it. <laughs> if he doesn't intend to do it, he's not going to tell you he is. In fact, when the big promise keepers thing was going on where men <laughs> met together to talk about keeping their promises, Dan Brock looked at me and went, I'm not going because I keep my promises. <laughs> I could totally hear him saying that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and I went... Okay, fair enough. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Because he is a man I have always been able to trust. And that's really important in a relationship. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, if you find yourself noticing lies, again, I want to say here, we all lie sometimes. I mean, <laughs> oh, Julie. I, okay, I lie no, I, sometimes. <laughs> I call it, yeah, it's probably not important, but yeah. I've been listening to a series on the Ten Commandments, so I'm feeling very convicted about like a lie is a lie is a lie, and holy crap, I lie a lot. But I mean, we all lie sometimes, but to find yourself in a situation where you are being lied to, where you catch him in a lie, and it might be a big one, or it might be one of those lies where you're like, I don't even understand why you would want to lie about yeah. something like this. Those are the scariest ones, where there's no reason why you would lie about such a thing. That's an indicator that lying is his chosen way. It's true. You're and absolutely it's, right. It's a dangerous place to be. Yeah, and that's the man you pitch out the back door <laughs> and you say violently. And, is that what you said yeah, earlier? I, I think okay. I did, and I probably really do mean that. <laughs> we said that your man is not probably going to want to talk that length about the thing or anything as you may. But he has to be willing to talk it through, whatever it needs to be. Yeah, and if you're in the dating phase and you're just getting to know somebody, but you think this could be the man that you end up with and he thinks maybe the same thing, there's a lot you have to talk about. Hmm. You need to know if he does intend on being married. Hmm. And again, words and actions are two different things. Does he want children? Hmm. What does he dream of long-term? Does Where does he want to live? Mm. You need to know about him and about what he wants to see if you can do parallel lives or not. That doesn't mean you need to agree on everything because you shouldn't. You mm -hmm. should never agree on everything because you each are bringing something to the relationship. But if you talk everything through, you can find your compromise. I mean, I guess when we're saying we need to talk through some things, I think you want to make sure you're pretty early on sharing those things that are most important to you. What are those values? What are those kind of tent post things that matter firstly in your life? And do they align with his, you know, maybe they're not the exact same, but there's some big ones that need to match and not to say that yours are right. You, but to find the right person for you, they need to go together. Well, and if you look at any marriage counseling site or any information that tells you the trigger points in marriage, they're all pretty much the same. And one of the first ones is financial, mm -hmm. where marriages can fall apart because of finances. So you have to know early on, are you a spender? Is he a spender? Are you a saver? Is he a saver? What are your financial priorities? Do you want to build 
to and save for a home together, do you not? Because money problems can cause huge issues in marriage. Yeah, I mean, I've, I feel like I just know that it's sex and money are the big, the big, <laughs> the big fights in marriage. And so you got to be set on those things. But there are other big priorities that definitely need to be discussed. Work ethic. You know, do you both want to work? How is that going to how is that going to play out in your life? Um, you know, like you said, family, there's family that you want to have family that you already have, how that all works into your life. And a huge one for us would be faith. And you may not be a person of faith or he may not be a person of faith, but you need to be on the same page as to what you each believe and that they don't clash. It's true. And you need to think five years from now, 10 years from now, let's say you may not match in your faith or your other priorities, but you think it's okay, but you're not thinking about the fact that someday we're going to have children. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? What is he going to want them to believe? And what am I going to want them to believe? And it'll be a tension point. Mm -hmm. Don't think just today that Mm -hmm. it's okay. We can make this work. You know, spend a little time thinking long term. Mm -hmm. I feel like we should have ended in faith, but you mentioned sex. I think that's an important one. And this is not that you need to try it on before you buy it, okay? (laughs) I'm not saying that. In fact, I don't think that's even relevant because sex is an emotional act. Mm -hmm. If you are emotionally engaged, if you are emotionally supportive of one another, if you care and love one another to prioritize the other's needs, sex will be great. I can attest to that as somebody who has been in two marriages Spoiler alert, if you don't know my story, I was married and then widowed and I'm now remarried. And I have very different sexual relationships with my husbands, and it really is a result of the emotional connection. So she's right. (laughs) What she said. (laughs) What she said. You know, we've given you some things, and you may have your own list or want to create your own list. And I kind of, you know, since you have not been married that long, I can't even remember if I had a list. It was so long ago. (laughs) You know, but Julie, did you... I feel like you wouldn't. You'd be like, no, I I know what I want. I don't have to write it down. (laughs) Yeah, I I actually said, I don't want to live without this man. That was my decision point. But you, Julie, since it was recent, I know you kind of thought through a lot when you were dating. Did you have a list before Donnie? I had a list before Donnie, but I didn't necessarily have a list before I was like, okay, let's date. And that was not good for me. And, and that's just because of my own list of, uh, life experiences and my own personal, you know, emotional maturity and baggage that I was bringing from my first marriage, which ultimately came right along from my childhood. And so for me, I had to get to a place where yes, I wanted to date, but I needed some boundaries for myself And, you know, almost like a guidepost of what I was going to be looking for before I just went out all willy nilly on the Internet looking for a man. (laughs) So, yes, I would recommend a list. (laughs) All right. Point taken. One thing, you know, we've gone through what we want from men and I know we've touched on it occasionally, but we need to remember that if we want to be a keeper, we need to have the same attributes we're looking for in them. We can't just go, all right, we have a list for our man. We know what we want. We know what we're looking for. But if we're not that person, marriage isn't going to work either. Mm -hmm. I remember kind of saying a while back and kind of standing by this 
this statement. We we always hear marriages are 50-50 and I think marriage is 100-100. <laughs> like it's there true. are going to be times where it's going to feel like you're doing the whole deal and that's going to be a that's going to be a thing here and there because life is freaking hard <laughs> and you got to be willing to be completely committed to your side of the street which means you got to be a stand-up woman because there are going to be times where you need him to be all the way in it when it feels like maybe you're not able to give that 50, 100. 100. It's true. It's true. And I've been married a very long time. And I can look back over all the years and say there were years that I, my husband was underwater emotionally and I was holding on to him. And there were years that I was and he was holding on to me. There were years where the water splashed both of us in the face mm -hmm. and we just clung together to mm -hmm. face the world that was challenging us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we decided early on that we, we have this saying, we're in it together, mm -hmm. whatever it is, raising our children, building our businesses, just living life, health issues, healthy times, traveling, whatever it was, we were a partnership. We were a team. That doesn't mean we're not and haven't always been deeply in love. And in fact, I would say time makes your love so much deeper. But we've always been in it together. And that's how you need to look at marriage. Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely supposed to be, as you say, the whole meal deal. It's true. <laughs> the, the lifelong commitment. You're going to grow and change over time with this person. Um, and if you're, if you're kind of keeping these concepts in your mind in the beginning while you're picking, if your picker is good with these types of ideas, then you'll be set up to experience the joys, the highs and lows, the hard seasons and the good seasons of what marriage may bring you through. It's true. And we're not saying all of these have to be perfectly fine-tuned. They won't be. Because, mm -mm, nope. nope, nope, nope. You grow, you change. and But as long as you're with someone who will, you don't want to settle for less. Mm. You don't want to settle for that almost guy, the one who says he's going to commit, to the one that is half in and half out. You don't want to settle for less. And I'm going to throw this in. I think women have given all of themselves to men who don't give all of themselves. Women have said, we can live together. We can share a home. We can share a bed. We can share a life. But the man's going, that's great. I'm committed, but I'm not going to marry you. Hmm. He's not all in. He's not all in. So I say, if you're... Collectively, women, if you go, you ain't getting all of that until I actually have a real commitment, I think men are capable of stepping up and becoming better men than they're allowed to be. Boom. And she drops the mic. <laughs> Except it's on a mic stand. Um, I totally agree. And, you know, somebody's listening who is in a relationship and she's kind of getting this, like, hair on the back of her neck, like, maybe she's talking to me. Maybe we are, sis. Maybe we are. Um, and I just want to encourage you that you can make the decision that is ultimately best for yourself, even if it will be hard to walk away. You are certainly worth more. Absolutely. I have walked with women who have experienced this and had to make the hard choices. And I can tell you without a doubt, their lives are better without him than they were with him, even though they didn't think so at the time. Well, yeah, and I, can, and I can say that it is far better to be alone than to be in a lonely marriage. Um, there is almost nothing more lonely 
than being married and feeling alone. And so don't push through and settle and just take what you got so that you're not alone, thinking that that will ultimately bring you fulfillment because I promise you it will not. So find yourself a keeper. Don't settle for anything less. We have to throw a Bible verse in, and here we go. This one comes from Proverbs 18.22. A man who finds a wife finds a treasure, and he receives favor from the Lord. Okay, ladies, you are a treasure, and the man that you marry will find favor from the Lord. So value yourself to where you only look for that keeper. Absolutely. Hey, be sure to check the show notes for more episodes and articles from Grit and Grace Life about marriage, and thanks for tuning in to this one. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Make sure you've subscribed and rated and reviewed the show so more friends can find us. You can also share about this episode on your social media or send it to a friend you think it could help. You can find everything we talked about in this episode on our website, gritandgracelife.com, where you'll also find plenty of other articles from other women answering questions you may have.